Well, life on the farm, a kind of laid back Ain't much an old country boy that me can't hack Early to rise, early in the sack I thank God I'm a country boy And I can take you for a ride on my big green tractor We're just country boys and girls getting down on the farm She thinks my tractor's sexy Yes, it is our monthly opportunity to connect with Ryan Jenkins, the owner of Jenkins Farms up in Jay, Florida. Ryan, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Oh, man, doing great. It's always so good to hear your voice. Um, I had a news story that came up a couple of weeks ago, and I wanted to follow up with you on it. It had to do with the challenge that some farmers have when they have these uh, you know, very expensive pieces of machinery that you own, like, you know, your uh, cotton harvester, all that kind of, I mean, you have lots of them. And the uh, the issue was that when it breaks down, there's a maintenance agreement with the manufacturer that they have to do the maintenance. And as a result of that, you're sometimes without your piece of equipment for days or weeks until they can get the maintenance people to come to you. And there was a bill, I think, was proposed to, you know, basically make that an illegal agreement so that the farmers like you could work on the equipment on your own and not void warranties and things like that in order to kind of, you know, keep it running in a timely way. Is that is that something is that basically how it works? Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I found that story very concerning. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's very complicated. I was actually uh, I sit on a technology advisory committee for American Farm Bureau, and I was in Washington D.C. a couple of weeks ago, and this is one of the things we were actually meeting about. Um, it's called the right to repair, and what it is is you know farmers number one we try to do as much work on our equipment as possible, right? We try to we try to to keep from having those high dollar bills we try to keep things done in a timely manner we just like to fix our own stuff at the end of the day um so wh- what this is about is we can still fix a lot of the mechanical stuff as as the machinery the technology and the machinery has increased you know there's so much computerized stuff and digital stuff on these machines now but that's that's more where this is headed that's more where the right to repair um, comes into play. And so, like I say, if it's something nuts and bolts flies or a, a leaking hydraulic hose or a bad hydraulic cylinder, something like that, we can fix all that. It's when we want to get into the computer system of the tractor, just like on your car when a check engine light comes on. It's that same type of thing. We want to be able to access the computer system on the tractor to find out what's wrong with it or, or to try to repair it. And so, you know, a lot of that's proprietary stuff as well as safety stuff. Yeah. So this has been a long, drawn-out process. It is a sticking point in a lot of ways for the farmer and for the manufacturer. And so American Farm Bureau has uh, negotiated with John Deere a memorandum of understanding concerning the right to repair. Okay. That's just basically that's, that's, that's the beginning of it there. You know, some people say there's no teeth in the memorandum of understanding, you know, that they can't be, that John Deere can't be held accountable, that type of thing. But it is, it is the, the beginning of negotiations. It's the beginning of something to, you know, to bring both sides to the table and get it where we can uh, begin to repair those types of issues that we haven't been able to repair in the past. And, and a lot of what we're talking about is, 
specifically software type okay. stuff. Well, that that that, you know, that helps, and that that, that kind of clarifies it for me. I know when I first read the story, it felt a lot like the you know speed uh, the seeds specially formulated so that you couldn't plant them yourself and you had to buy them again the next year. Like you know, they were basically keeping the the ownership of the repairs in house and making it so that you were harmed. I mean, in a sense, because you can't get the machinery back and operating quickly. But you know, to hear that it's more of the specifically with the software and that there's a kind of a specialty to it, I, I can see both sides on this. And at least I'm glad to hear that there's some kind of an agreement, at least appears to be in the offing. One of the um, one of the other things I wanted to ask you about, just because we've got like you guys are preparing to plant right now and you're thinking about the future, how is the warm weather? affecting that the early warm this year how much if at all does that factor into the things that you're doing right now to be honest with you the, the biggest um problem with a warm winter like we've had i know we had that one cold spell what right around christmas wasn't it right but for the most part our winter's been pretty mild this time um our diseases and pests that that harbor over winter Oh, so if we yeah. have a real cold winter, a lot of times I'll take care of some of our problems for the next year, but we haven't had that this time. So I anticipate, you know, some of our disease pressure is going to be higher. Some of our pest pressure is going to be higher from simply just not having enough uh, long duration type cold weather. And the other part that gets you is, you know, just like this week we've just finished and, and the week that we're having so far, it's been very warm. And, and you see it yourself, you know, people wanting to go buy stuff and get their garden started and things like this. You know, this this is a this is a false spring. <laughs> there's more there's more cold weather more than likely coming, you know, and so it's 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 easy to have a week or two of weather like this and just think, you know, spring is sprung, it's here, let's get busy. Only to find out, you know, end of March, 1st of April, you know, always around Easter, we pretty much have a cold snap. So it's easy to get tricked into wanting to do something too early. <laughs> I, I, I bet um, it that, is. That's, that's the biggest problem. That's why you got to have life as a farmer behind your, your decisions instead of, you know, you know, uh, a little bit of schooling and, you know, two months on the job is probably going to make the wrong one. We're talking to Ryan Jenkins, the owner of Jenkins Farms up in Jay. Hang on for just a second, Ryan. Candy's got traffic on the fives. Uh, taking a look around. Uh, just watching the Three Mile Bridge right now. It's down to one lane. This is, well, two lanes. Uh, southbound, and then er, I'm sorry, one lane, and then it, it merges and, and breaks up into two lanes. Three Mile Bridge Lane, uh, southbound lane is uh, one lane, and very slow as you're coming from Pensacola into Gulf Breeze. Then you get to the hump, and then it's two lanes. They're doing construction on the bridge, so it's clear thereafter. Traffic tips: six four three seven sixteen twenty. News Radio ninety two three. Informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to Ryan Jenkins, the owner of Jenkins Farms. Ryan, I. I figure what you're doing right now is mostly planting and preparing the soil with lime applications and things like that and fertilizer. Is that right? That's right. We're uh, getting close to wrapping up our lime applications, so then we'll turn right back around and come over the same land and put out begin putting out some of our other nutrients that, that we'll put out pre-plant. Um, this week we'll begin terminating some of our cover crops, uh, most especially where our Corn is going to be planted. We should be planting corn. Um, it'll probably, and there again, you know, it's weather dependent, but probably uh, probably around March 20th, kind of in that time frame. So we're beginning to get the land ready where we're going to plant that corn. But but like you said, it is a, 
it's a very complicated decision. You know, we've talked about how, how farming is always just a big gamble. Everything you do, every decision you make is a gamble because there are so many different things at play that, that can, can mess up your decision. But, um, very hard to decide, especially this year with some of the prices and some of the prices that the crop should bring, um, tied with the input prices that we know we're going to have. It's hard to figure out where you might make your most profit, get your most return on investment. And it's, uh, there are other complicated factors too. You know, some crops follow well behind others and some don't. Some you need a, a two or three year rotation for it to work best and you don't want to mess it up planting another crop. But at the same time, we've got to do whatever it takes to get through this year and be profitable enough to get to farm next year. So, yeah. you know, there's there's a lot. It's a very complicated decision trying to figure out what's best for your operation, and there's a lot of stress in that because once once you plant that seed, it's done. Whether you've done it right, <laughs> done it wrong, whether you've chosen the right variety or the wrong variety, the right type crop, wrong type crop, it's done. You're living with it for that for the rest of that year. You can't and just so, have you, know, a, you can't just have a, wheat in the ground and see or, or uh, um, uh, cotton in the ground and then discover that the cotton price is bad so we're going to switch to you know peanuts <laughs> it doesn't really work that that's way right. and, i mean you're trying you're trying to second guess the world you know and yeah it's, 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 it's very difficult hey uh we always like to end with a farm fact you have a farm fact for us this week ryan i do i actually have a couple of things here march is actually national peanut month yes it's, it's to recognize peanuts March 1st was National Peanut Butter Lover's Day, and so we'll talk about peanut butter. There are enough peanuts grown in one acre to make approximately 35,000 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And now all I want <laughs> is a peanut yeah, butter and jelly please. That's right. <laughs> Eat more peanuts. Eat more peanuts, your motto. Ryan Jenkins, the owner of Jenkins Farms up in Jay, Florida. Ryan, as always, man, thank you for joining us. Thank you for teaching city folks like me about farming and uh, for feeding my kids and putting clothes on their back. Man, I appreciate it. I'll talk to you I'll Talk to you next month. Thank you. Y'all have a great week. You bet. 749 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. If you